0: Good morning, this is Christine Giacomo. I've entitled today's morning briefing, Entrepreneurial Faith. Seems I barely get home from Long Beach, and I am missing being with my people, and I begin to ask God for the next week's message. There's something more, I just know there is. At least, there ought to be, I was thinking at the start of this last week. I was feeling unsettled inside. Lord, show me why I feel this way about Long Beach, I prayed. You see, I've learned that when God stirs the waters in ministry, it usually means He is about to give a greater vision. There is no doubt that God has clearly been showing up at Long Beach, meeting us in prayer, answering our prayers, changing hearts, and changing lives. Being part of what He is doing there is one incredible experience, but then Scripture teaching combined with Spirit-filled prayer is a dynamic combination to bring about change, so that is not surprising. But for folks who are so poor, I do not feel that just bringing these to them is enough. I sought the Lord about that, and then I flashed on a passage I have taught several times. Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to him, Go, I wish you well, keep warm and well fed. But does nothing about his physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. Hmm. Then I pulled a book from my shelf that had stoked the flames of vision six years ago and reread it. The book title is Entrepreneurial Faith. It was even better than I remembered it. Two godly men talk about having an entrepreneurial attitude toward rallying the Christian to get out of the church and into his community. Now, this is not an endorsement for sitting at home on Sunday, but rather taking your Sunday learning out to others in creative ways. Many of us have entrepreneurial spirits. Whether they have been stretched or not, or used for Christ, is the question. See, entrepreneurship is about seeing sizing and seizing opportunities. The entrepreneur then is the one who is not satisfied with the way things are, refusing to stand on the sidelines doing nothing about it. Combine that fire with a passionate faith in Christ and well, maybe that's what Jesus was talking about when he told his followers that they would do even greater things than what he had done on earth. I went to the beach to pray and asked God to show me next steps. "'I'm listening, Lord,' I prayed. "'It seemed like he might have said this to me. "'Then let's talk about Long Beach. "'In order for some of these folks to get their lives back, "'they need more. "'Things you take for granted, like being able to bathe regularly, "'like having friends, like not having to always look over their shoulder. "'Anything you can do about those things?' "'I don't know, Lord.' There's so much, I just don't know. Then go find out, child. There's no excuse for ignorance. So, the Duke of Earl took me to Lincoln Park, where many lay their heads down at night. You would laugh if you had seen the rehearsal before we entered the park. Listen, Christine, you're going to see people you know from prayer meeting. You can't hug them, not out here. You put out your fist, like this. They know that means to stay an arm's length back try it. So I did. There, on the busy downtown street, under the watchful eye of tall government buildings, I extended my fist, and he met it with his big, dark knuckles. There. That's it. That's all. Okay, I said. I've got it. And with that, we entered the park. And sure enough, I saw some of my people just sitting around talking, discussing the Lakers' chances in the evening basketball standoff with the Celtics. I saw where drug deals go down. Bedrolls are hidden, and also a beautifully landscaped park that is filled with evil doing, especially at night. From there, we went to the village, a place I'd been desperate to see, having heard about it and read about it in the Soloist. Hydro showed me around, while the Duke trailed watchfully behind. I saw so many of my friends, and again it was quite remarkable how happy they were to see me on their turf. The village gives desperate people second chances with mental health care, vocational classes, a place to bathe, study, eat, get clothes, sometimes get into a place to live, and a place to log on to an old computer. Seeing what the village people do really assured me that help was around and readily available if people just knew about it. Time to get people moving then, Lord. Rally the troops to start helping one another. I got it. Create a team of a few good men to... Okay, Lord, show me next steps. Show me how to do it. I'm listening. I walked along, and shortly a tune came to my mind from high school choir 35 years ago. The words to fit that tune? If my people, who are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray. Well, I looked the verse up so I made sure I had it straight. Here's what it says. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Get my people praying. I mean really praying. And with that, I went back to Long Beach on Friday and delivered the message of a lifetime, an impassioned, impassioned message about prayer, The one that you had called Rocks in Action. Do you have an entrepreneurial spirit? Have you used it to further God's work? Start praying about doing just that, won't you?